in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Top 10. I am John Roca. And I am Matt Nost. We're here to bring you another week of hot Top 10 action, baby. Uh, ready for it? How are you? I'm good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. How are you? How are things on your end? Uh, nothing's changed since I saw you 24 <laughs> hours ago, literally to the minute. So that's true. That's true. That's true. By the time they're um, hearing this, we will have announced the winner of the all-star draft on drop and dime. So we'll, we'll see. I'm sorry. That, that side bet that we made off air. I can't wait to spend that hundred dollars. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> that happened. I've got email receipts for a guy that doesn't like to bet. You got real cocky and then you <laughs> jacked it up to a hundred. I was no, like, all right. That's right. That's right. I felt like we were going to have it in the fourth quarter and who knew? Who knew that, uh, who do you got? Jared Allen? Did you take Jared Allen? Who knew Jared Allen? Was you got blow? Jared Allen. You got you both the Cleveland okay. guys. So there you go. I give you a rundown. I got your team right here. DeMar DeRozan. Who knew DeRozan was going to go out for 40 last, uh, during the all Yeah, well, listen, he's on a string of 35 plus, uh, points a game right now. So it's unsurprising. How is he reborn in Chicago? What happened there? I'm so amazed, man. So I watched last night. He had a little bit of, he had a little dip to do dunkaroo action going on throughout that whole game. Ooh, a little man. dick for towel. Shout out to him. Hope he gets better with the, dealing with all the cancer stuff he's dealing with. But yeah, I mean, like, he, what, what, what's the key to him being reborn in Chicago? Man? I have no idea, to be perfectly yeah. honest. It's just surrounded by the right personnel, perhaps. Sometimes it can be just simple as that. That's for yeah, sure. I'm not entirely uh, certain. Did you see that? Stranger Things four posters that yeah. two of them released this morning. Yeah, I posted all four of, or there's five of them, I guess. I posted oh, five. Yeah, there was like it's one, two, three, and four for all the different places, and then they had one that has all four of them kind of in the square. So okay, yeah, kind of a little collage. Yeah, a little collage. Yeah. Uh, so I posted them on my Instagram to see what people thought. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting. They're going to split it up over two volumes uh season four is and then they're gonna do a season five and then they're done because dude at this point they're you know they're in college these kids are in a position to have babies man i mean this is we're getting to that limit you know what i'm saying with all these kids we're getting to that limit i they went tongue-in-cheek in the last season saying yeah. i can't believe this keeps happening <laughs> type uh and that's what i was thinking before they went meta and said it i was like this it's getting to be a little bit much. Yeah. So the fact I thought there was just I thought it was four and out, but there's going to be a five. Okay. Yeah, they just they announced it today, a fifth season. That's going to be the final season. So, but so yeah, when they split the fourth, that's what a bunch of shows do mm-hmm. to extend that final season, like Ozark is doing and others have done. Yeah. So I just assumed, yeah, there we go. We're going to wrap it up there. Son of a gun! How the fuck are they going to get basically two, almost two and a half seasons? Because yeah, you're splitting point, four up. Right, Matt. At some point, the nostalgia is wearing off, isn't it? Because you're no longer in the 80s at some point, and you're bearing into the 90s. So are you going to have like a scream homage? Are you going to do 
you know, some of the best of the nineties horror stuff. Is that the, or are you going to go all the way out to the two thousands? And are we now looping in stuff like Baba Duke or the witch or these other kind of, um, supposedly elevated horror films like hereditary and whatever. Are they going to try to mess around with that in the fifth season? I don't know. Cause I mean, the whole, the whole show has been about an homage to the eighties and horror in the eighties. So are they going to stay? Cause these kids are, they're visibly getting older. And so there's no way oh, you yeah. can try to make fool people into thinking, you know, they're still in high school or still in whatever, um, in the 1980s. Yeah. Last season, it was beginning to show mm -hmm. these kids are getting a little long in the tooth to be playing kids. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, some of them were already have fully matured. Yeah. Like the, the gentleman that, the uh, that uh, he was in the hot dog stand the last season. Oh yeah. Steve. Yeah. Steve. Yeah. Like he's a full grown adult. He's not going to change, but yeah. all the young core of kids, they radically will shift and then eventually become their adult form. Yeah. And we're slowly getting into that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I hold out hope. Right. Season three wasn't my favorite, but you know, that's yeah. one person's opinion. It was okay. As, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like some of the new additions. That's fair. Others just... I thoroughly enjoyed. Right. Right. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe they land this bird and, uh, you know, the, they had the problem of a middle season sometimes isn't, you know, it's the middle movie in a trilogy. Right. Right. Can suffer from that. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But so, I just saw that before we logged in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is just about to turn 18. February 19th is her birthday. So that's like two days away. So happy early birthday to 11. The, the kid with the big mouth, Gaden Matarazzo, he's 20. Uh, Kayla McLaughlin, who's the, who's the black kid, he's 20, he's 21. Hmm. Noah Schnapp, the young kid, Will, he's, he's gonna be 18. Um, Sadie is, Finn Wolfhard is 20. Um, Natalie Dyer is, she was born in 95, so she's 28. Charlie was, Charlie was born in 94. He's 20, Charlie Heaton, who plays Jonathan. He's 29, probably. Steve is uh, born in 92, so he's 30. So yeah, dude, I mean, these guys are getting a little long in the tooth. Um, what are we playing? Fresh out of high school or they're yeah. just going into high school? Yeah. Some of them still be able to pull it off, but others would be like, this is clearly. Yeah. And maybe they'll good. comment on that. I don't know. Like what's I can see, yeah that's that's a good point I can see them yeah. doing that yeah. a little uh, tongue in cheek uh, yeah right to the audience kind of like what's her face did in um Jump Street twenty two Jump Street where she's like you, you have wrinkles on your eyes you, you, yeah you know, you know, like, <laughs> uh, she was great in that film man she was funny as hell but I want to tell you. the latest update on the outlaws household here I have convinced. My future wife slash, uh, life partners. She doesn't like to call us boyfriend, girlfriends. I have to call uh, her my life partner. Okay. Which feels weird, dude. That's a weird thing to say, but I have convinced her to let me get a water machine. Is that what it's called? I don't know what you're describing. <laughs> so I don't know what it's called. You know how in offices, call again? the water cooler. So I get yeah. a water cooler. Yeah. So. I've convinced her because I'm like, okay, we could save on water a little bit, but also it's a great way to motivate us to be drinking water every day. Like, and I think it would be good to have it in the house. 
And we do have a couple of Britas. Now we can move those Britas out of the refrigerator to create more space for food. But let me just tell you something, Matt. This was a battle. This was a battle. She is very defensive about that kitchen. She does not like things in that kitchen that she herself doesn't want to put in the kitchen. Sure. Um, and I had to fight her on the fryer, the air fryer that I bought last year from Costco, and she uses it more than I do, especially with her keto cooking. She uses that thing way more than I do. So I thought I had a little bit of an angle or some cachet, and it was a, it was one of the rare, like, fights that we've ever had. There was a huge, it was huge. I'm sorry. There was a big discussion about it. And then there was a little bit of hurt feelings of things that were said. And I was like, wow, we haven't had one of those in a very long time. But yeah, clearly the water cooler was a, might have been a step too far. Why go water cooler? Why not put in just like a water filtration system under the, underneath the sink? And that way it's out of the way and you don't have to like bring in jugs of water and all that jazz. Hmm. What does that do? Water filtration system. You mean like it a, just, it filters out, like you get a reverse osmosis. Or you can just get one that basically it's like your Brita on steroids and it just runs it through a charcoal filter and you're getting filtered water. And that way you don't have to pay somebody to come out and swap out these jugs and something that takes up square footage and it just right. tucked underneath the sink. Hmm. Um, the reverse osmosis is good, but the problem with those is for every gallon of water you get, it yeah. creates some, somewhere in the ballpark of two gallons of wastewater. Oh. You're, pissing away a shitload of water as opposed to if you just run a filtration system it sends it through a charcoal filter and you get rid of most of the impurities Re- reverse osmosis is more thorough yeah uh but carbon filtration you know it's easier you just got to swap mm. out a filter every once and again but you don't have to pay for the service and all that shit right right right, right. uh yeah i haven't even looked at the price for the service because the, the the machine itself is about 180 over at Home Depot, which is, which is doable. It's not an issue, but like the service itself, I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit expensive. Yeah. Unless you're going to pick up the jugs yourselves and then you got to store them, what in the garage and yeah, garage. Them in and all that jazz, but it just, it takes up more space on top of more space yeah. plus the waste of the plastic and all that stuff. I, I don't mm. know. Just I'm spitballing here, <laughs> but if you want the water cooler, yeah, cause you could, they can. You can get one that's got a, a heated uh, yes. spout and also just a cold water spout, which is kind of nice. Yeah, that's for because she has a tea kettle that she does every morning for her coffee. And I'm like, babe, you don't even need to do that because the water cooler will automatically uh, give you heated water. So hot water, you don't have to worry about it. So that's another little bit of saving time that could be in the equation. But the filtration system I hadn't thought about, so... Maybe I'll need to explore that before I buy it. Cause I was going to head out after we finished our show and get it, but now I'm have to think about it. So I hadn't thought about it. It might be more expensive on the initial, but I would assume mm-hmm. you would save in the long run if you mm-hmm. intend on using it a decent amount, just because yeah. a, you're not, if you're replacing the water, then you're not making the trips to go and get water all the fucking time. Right. Or yeah. B, you're not paying a monthly service to come and swap out your empty bottles, but and it'll I, come I don't right through the faucet. It'll come just right through the faucet. Should, or you might have a, secondary spout that you just have to whoever you'd have installed because i know that this isn't your cup of tea right nope they they just drill in mm. into okay. you'd have to talk to your landlord yeah i would have like, to talk to them yeah we want to put this in but more than likely if the system stays if you're willing to say hey you can keep the system afterwards or something yeah you yeah. stay there long enough yeah not even yeah then it's just like it's a trade-off and the next person that moves in has it okay all right i'm gonna put this something to think about search and have it ready to go for when we're done with our shows Reverse infiltration system. All right. 
Yeah. Well, the yeah reverse osmosis is it's much easier to install. Okay. But once again, the wastewater issue is kind of a big deal. But is that mean that's the negative part of it as opposed to the water yeah. cooler situation? Oh. So there'll be a reservoir. It'll kind of looks like a propane tank. Okay. And that's uh so Whoa. the water comes in and it goes through different filters and then it goes into that reservoir tank. Gotcha. And then it spits out there's an like a uh a, a waste line right. that you just send outside or down your drain or something. Um you can okay. tap it into your your sink drain or you can just run it outside mm-hmm. and that for every gallon it creates they roughly on average the hmm. wastewater is two gallons. So it's kind of wasteful. Okay. By kind, I mean completely. <laughs> In Southern California, it's kind of, it's, it's ridiculously wasteful. Okay. All right. You know, according to scientists, we're in a, uh, the worst drought we've had in 1200 years is what I read two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe wasting two gallons for every one, but there's the charcoal filtration. You just unscrew a filter, put in a new filter. Good to go. Okay. Should be something like that. And that, but that's going to take, but that's going to create wastewater or that's the other thing? No, no, no. That's just, it's like your Brita. Okay. Water goes in, trickles through the carbon filter, boom, yeah. out comes regular oh, water. Oh, I see. And that would just attach to the faucet or would I have to, like you said, would I have to install it and create a new? I think, I, I'm not sure. I okay. would assume you might okay. more than likely have to attach a second, secondary faucet or something okay. along those lines. All right. Well, but you might be able to tap it into your regular, but then all your water is filtered, your cooking water and all that stuff, and you're just going to go through the filter good. that much quicker. Okay. All right. But you could. You could just make it your main water line in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, that's not – It's not. I've seen those ones that are attached to the faucets. Yeah. And I don't know how that works, you know, so maybe I'll do a little bit of – I've had those. They're just clunky. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. They're kind of annoying, which is yeah. what I'm a big fan of. Uh, Nicholas, Nicholas says, I'm always a little shocked by people willing to make these alterations in a rental space. Well, Nicholas, I, I, you know, I, I never had an issue with that. I'm, I want to feel comfortable living here. And sure. so if there are certain things I want to do to make it comfortable for me to live here, then I've never found that to be a negative decision uh, or yielded a negative result. Like when I spent a thousand dollars way back when, when I first moved in, to my place in Hollywood, like in 2010, I think mm-hmm. I had my walls painted. I had hired painters to paint the walls. Sure. Because I wanted, to, yeah, I wanted to have a vibe, but I walked into certain rooms and I knew I didn't want to leave that apartment for a while. So it just made it all the more comfortable to live there until eventually. hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that house I lived at, uh, that we used to record at now Alhambra. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can officially say that's where I lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause we kept it under wrap and key that it, yes. at that time, just cause yeah. it was like, I don't want to tell people where I live. <laughs> it just seems weird. Hey, I got a problem with your number seven. I meant uh, to tell you this. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but I did some slight home improvements. So I just told the homeowner before, Hey, this needs to be done. I know how to do it. You don't have to come out. And every time they're like, awesome, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but then they also helped us on the, the back end with a couple things of like, you know, uh, it was a nice give and take, but it just yeah. saves them. There's, there is no reason for you to drive out here when I can go and pick up the $2 part. Right, right, right. And take 10 minutes to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I did it was on a, a toilet. Uh, and just uh, one of the valves was failing. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a $5 part. <laughs> Do not sweat it. 
they're like, do you want to take it off your rent? I'm like, I'm not concerned about five or $10 or whatever it is. I'm not, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. I'm the it's one more. who used it. So eventually it ran out what I was using. Exactly. It did. Uh, and yeah, it's not cause it make a, it's the fill valve. And when it starts to fail, it makes a high pitch squeaking sound. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's worth the money to me to have that fucking stop. <laughs> than for you to take it off for you to take the time whenever you get off work and come yeah. down. It's just like, I'd rather do this cause I got time right now yeah. and it's super. I just got to unscrew this screw in the new do, done. Uh, well, like the guy who owns our place is, um, he's, he wants to do everything himself. Like if I wanted to hang a TV, my, a TV in the room here, he wants to come and do it. He doesn't want anyone else to do any of the work. Um, the, the only thing, you know, when I told you that they had to fix those pipes down there, he, he couldn't do that because that's the city. Sure. But anything else he wants to be able to be called first or uh, texted first so that he can see if he can do it. And so I was like, all right. So yeah, I'll have to run by the filtration system to him and find out what's going on. That's what I do at my place. Just, yeah. I'll yeah. fix it. And then if I can't, I'll call somebody to fix it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Which hasn't been, it's only come up once where someone offered to do something and it was with right. electrical and I was like, I'll handle the electrical. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I appreciate the offer, but if that goes bad, it's on us. I'd rather it be my fault than yours because right. there's no <laughs> the yeah. liability issue uh, yeah. in and of itself. But yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. If, if it makes your life better and you enjoy it and you yeah. intend on staying in the rental for a long time, why not? Yeah, and, and the deal with the painted walls, as Nicholas is referring back to that, I, I had a nice landlord who said, as long as I don't come in your place, you can do whatever you want to the walls, because her walls were painted. And so all she ever said was, as long as you deliver me white walls when you leave, I don't care if you paint oh, the yeah. walls, and I will pretend like I've never seen your walls. But- now, if the owners come in and they have an issue with it, you will have to deal with that, but I won't ever turn you in for painted walls. So she was very nice about that. So I think yeah. unless I mean, it's specifically in your lease, you can paint your walls. You got to turn them back white. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But in California, some landlords haven't do, do put that in the lease that you can't touch the walls or paint the walls or make any changes. Um, even some of them have issues about hanging paintings or hanging stuff on walls. Like there's certain regulations depending on the lease. I don't know. So stupid. I know. I agree. I, when I lived in San Diego, so we used to, me and my friends used to drink at my house because I was the only one that lived alone. I had an apartment. Yeah. And my landlord, the owner actually, uh, she was awesome. She came out to shows and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. She'd bring her friends and she was really chill. Yeah. This was her retirement. She lived in Minnesota. She saved a bunch of money. She bought a small apartment complex and she lived in San Diego. Yeah. And uh, that was her retirement. It's like, uh, uh, awesome. But she had to come in one time to check something because the neighbor above me, their toilet had failed and the water came through. Like it made one of those huge bubbles in the ceiling from the water collecting underneath the paint. And she had to come in and she didn't tell me she was coming. And I was like, you come in, but we, we kind of partied in here last night and walked in. There's (laughs) beer cans everywhere. I mean, literally everywhere. And she's like, I don't care. So long as there's not a hole in the wall, it's fine. You're, you know, you're 23. It's what I expect. And I was like, all right, come on in. They're just fucking. I mean, just a debauch and a debaucherous mess of beer cans and fucking uh, mixed drinks that weren't finished and everything else. <laughs> She's like, meh, you know, we like to party. What can I tell you? <laughs> You're just like th- throwing stuff out. Oh, you know, you know, that's funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have a good landlord. And that's, yeah. kind of, that's always one of the first things, man. When you're looking for a place, always. Uh, the, the place is as important, the landlords are as important as the place 
in my opinion. I've always found having mm-hmm. a good landlord or a respectful landlord or at least a relaxed landlord uh, allows the whole process to be a little more smoother. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit, the first place I lived in L.A., I had an audition. They specifically said you need to wear khakis, and I didn't have any khakis. And my – I mean, I guess you call him the landlord, but basically he's the manager that lived on site. Yeah, yeah manager on site, yeah. And he was an actor, and I texted oh. him and was like, hey, he, we're roughly the same size. He's like, you got a pair of khakis at the bar for an audition? He's like, sure, come down, borrow them. I went and to the audition, and then I got back, and he's like, you just keep them. I got an extra pair. And I was like, <laughs> All right. Thanks, guy. The only time I wear khakis in, in, you know, at this point is two auditions, and he's like, pretty much me too. He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, so I got, I had those for years. I wore them to auditions whenever it was like, uh, you need to, it was rare, but occasionally you need khakis for this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my former one, she was a groupie for rock stars. So. She had stories for days, man, of the 70s and 80s stuff that she used to do. So I had to kind of keep control of the conversation or else it would be two hours. Sure. So I kind of slowly, what's the word I'm looking for? Weaned her off the amount of time we would have. And so I'd leave these gaps or these pauses so that she could kind of sense that the mm-hmm. conversation was ending, but her stories were incredible. Her stories were certainly incredible. Um, I'm sure. But then, you know, they, she would just go on and on and on because she, I mean, she seemed like, seemed like a lonely woman because there wasn't a lot of people who kind of went up there. So she would want someone to talk to. So, uh, but I would see her like out and about having conversations with everybody. So I always tried to limit it. Um, in, in the conversation because I don't have two hours to, to spend on something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Gotta be aware of that. Oh. Angela Dashner coming in says, first time able to catch a show live. Well, thank you, Angela. Welcome. Thanks Bring it on me. in. Hopefully, uh, yeah. And we have her uh, list. Yes. At the end of the show. Yes. So we'll be doing that. She was uh, kind enough to uh, give us a topic that we both jumped on, which is uh, the subject of today's show. Yeah. Just uh, it? Yeah, sure. Okay. Our most uh, quotable movies. Yeah. Top and, 10 most quotable movies. Uh, I got to be honest, all of mine are comedies. Wow. Of course they are. Of course they are. And I just, surprised. you're talking about bang for your buck. You get more quotes out of a comedy. Mm. Like the there are some dramas funny. that have one, maybe two, but it's not mm. like it's a quote fest. I don't know about that. I think there are quite a few dramas that are quote fests. Okay. Well, gone with the wind aside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. That's number one. Of course. What do you got? Like I try, I tried to go through, but it's just like this movie has got one. It's got one iconic quote. Right, right. But it's got one to me. And this one has, and you know, there was three or four that I wrote down the side list and was like, if I'm being honest, A, I never really use these in my real life. That's the other, you know, uh, way that I yeah. beat it out the list was have, do I ever actually quote this to my friends or anyone else? Right, right. Um, so that's, yeah. So I ended up with all comedies, even though I tried to squeeze on dramas, but they just didn't stack up. <laughs> okay. I, Fair enough. I did my damnedest. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. I'm sure it was a struggle. It was a battle. And in the end, 10 comedies. So this will be interesting. I've got a few comedies on mine, of course. That just makes the most sense. But there are a couple of dramas. Um, And an epic or two. Or an epic, I think. So we'll see. Um, all right. Well, uh, shall we tell yeah. them how the mouse show works, Matt? 
let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, we got the idea from Angela, so we went our separate ways and created a personal top ten list. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top ten list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Uh, at 10, I've got What About Bob? Go ahead. I never quote that film, so go ahead. Knock yourself I know you don't. <laughs> and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, good. Uh, there's a lot of choices that could go in for 10. Yes. And uh, I made a case for quite a few in my head, but ultimately the do I ever quote the movie. Yeah. Uh, I One that I have quoted and – You'll catch the eye of people every once again because they get the references. I'm a sailor. I sail way, way far away from the dock, but I just said, I'm a sailor to people. I remember I said it around Riley once and he just lit up and he's like, way, way far away from the dock. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you. And baby steps, baby steps. I've said baby steps, baby steps to the elevator, baby steps, baby steps onto the bus, but just the, uh, baby steps between that and I'm a sailor, but I'm a sailor. I have said. Numerous times, <laughs> having seen that film, uh, just right. any time you're so proud of yourself for the slightest of achievements, even though you may not have put much into the effort. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like the group project, and you did nothing, but you get to say you got the A. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm a sailor. I sail. You know, all cocky about it. Yes, uh. <laughs> I use that line quite a bit in my real life. That's brilliant. That's um, brilliant. Yes. There are other dramas and whatnot, but I don't use those yeah. as near as often as I'm a sailor. Yeah. That was the toughest. It's like, all right, is this really going to make my list? And but do you have others. multiple quotes? You said like one quote. You gotta have, you have multiple quotes is what you're saying. Uh, yes. well, is that sailor? Baby steps. Okay. Two. Two. Um, well, okay. Not every one of these. I've got 10 quotes. <laughs> Look, you set the bar by saying these dramas have only one quote from them. You've got to have multiple quotes. I'm just Look, saying. Once we, trust me, as we get nearer, like uh, the next one, I've got seven. The wow. one after that, I've got six. Okay. One after that, I've got six or seven. The one after okay. that, oh, it just grows and grows and grows in number. Sounds good. Sounds by the good. time I got to 10, I was like, I'm tired of thinking of all the quotes that I can for this. So. <laughs> all right. Sounds what about good. Bob? The only other one that I wrote down is when uh, uh, Dr. Leo uh, throws him out and he's yelling at his wife, you think he's gone? He's not gone. And he opens the door and he's, <laughs> he's standing right gone. there. He's yeah. there behind the tree. Yeah. So he's just, he's there. And as soon as he opened the door, you know, Bob's right there. And he's like, is this some new therapy? <laughs> he's like, you see? And just the crazed look on his face. The best Ugh. pairing for two actors. I can't imagine any other two actors doing those roles. Yeah. Didn't he hate? I thought he hated doing the film. He probably hated doing the film. I can't remember that. No one that Dreyfus. rings of truth. Yeah. No one Dreyfus. Of course, the prickly pear Dreyfus. Yeah. At the time, you know. Uh. Yeah. He may have mellowed. <laughs> oh yeah. By that point, who knows? Yeah. But. Uh. <laughs> that's all I've got for. What about Bob? The others we got we got quotes. Yeah. Yeah, he said uh, uh yeah, he said Bill Bill Murray was a drunk at dinner. He was an Irish drunken bully is what he was. That's what he said about Which we've Bill heard Murray. stories of Murray being you yeah. know, Groundhog Day, the stories yeah. from that aren't pleasant. Yeah. Uh he said that uh, he put his face next to me nose to nose and he screamed at the top of his lungs, Everyone hates you. You are only tolerated. 
yeah, but there's it's not like Dreyfus was the nicest dude either. Like he's got a lot of people said he was a really big prick. So yeah, but I mean, Lucy Lou is hearing that going, yeah, that sounds like the bill that I know. So it's a good point. Yeah. Well, well and simultaneously, the stories from uh, Royal Tenenbaums were Bill Murray was the best guy there because Gene yeah. Hackman was such a prick that Bill Murray was showing up on his off days to show support for Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah. So I think it it goes both ways with him. It does. Makes sense. It depends on when. Gene Hackman's hilarious. Um, all right. Where are we off to next? What's your nine? Uh, my number nine is Spinal Tap. Oh, uh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, I mean, you got the obvious, yeah, yeah, but this one goes to 11. Right, right. Which I think we've all used or heard used in some capacity over and over again. Absolutely. Um, them describing the black album. Yeah, but this one's blacker than black. <laughs> and there's a great video of them uh, when Metallica releases the black album and they show up at a show to discuss them having stolen the idea. Uh, it's a great clip. You can find it on YouTube. Um, I gotta find that. <laughs> there's a, they're discussing like the, the drummers mysteriously dying. The yeah. one's like, is a bizarre gardening accident. And it's Tim Bagley Jr. It's a, just like a grainy footage of him. It's like, well, their first band, some Beatles knockoff type of thing. Oh. Early Beatles knockoff. It's like a bizarre gardening accident. The dude blowing up on the actual stand is my favorite one of the okay. drummers. <laughs> The guy that, that choked on vomit, but it wasn't his vomit. What? Oh, that's so gross. That's so gross. Uh, oh, let's yeah. see. Them complaining about Stonehenge. Oh, uh, my David, God. Is it David St. Gubbins? Is that McKeon's character's name? I think so. Yeah, Gubbins, yeah. And he was like, yeah, he was in danger of being squashed by a dwarf because he was so tiny. Uh Let's see what else. Oh my god. Um, I like when Paul Schaefer's like, just kick me in the ass. Kick me in the yeah. ass and puts himself against the wall and shit. Uh, mime, mime is money, people. <laughs> the Billy Crystal just cameo for, well, it was before it was a cameo. Now looking back, it's a cameo. At the time, he yeah. was just a young actor looking for a gig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rubens is in that, isn't he? Doesn't he have one? It's Paul, he might have, Fran Drescher obviously is. Yeah, Drescher is definitely in it. Yeah. Uh, Dana Carvey's got a small role in it. Really? Oh, I forget. He's one of the waiters, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, totally. I'm not sure, maybe Rubens is in that. I thought he was in it, but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Look it up real quick. Nothing beats the Stonehenge, dude. That, oh my god, that thing lowering down and they realize. Yeah, that they had given the measurements in inches instead of feet. And then they're complaining, like, it's not my job to know the difference between inches and feet. And be like, well, they just did it to your specifications. You can't really, <laughs> you can't blame them. Oh, I mean, how does Rob Reiner direct that film? It's incredible that Rob Reiner directed that film, man. <laughs> well, I love that because, I mean, I think it was producers or something wanted him in it. Oh, really? Yeah, just as one of like the cast members or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no. So I see Dana Carvey, Billy Crystal. Yeah, I might be wrong. I guess he's not in it. I don't see him. Oh, but yeah, I'm on IMDb. Yeah. Angelica Houston, Fred Willard, sure. Wow. Yeah, I don't see him. I guess I was wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of a Cheech and Chong film. Cause he plays like a delivery guy. I thought he, pl- I thought that was in this movie, but it's not in this movie. He's not, he's not playing Pee Wee Herman. He's just like a race. He's just Paul Rubens. 
playing some like messed up delivery guy. Hmm. Interesting. Did you like when they came back together for the uh folk one? The you can never really. Yeah, you can't recapture that. You can't come. Yeah, you can't go home again. <laughs> type of situation. It's lightning in a bottle. It looks it's sadder and sadder every time they get back to like together for. Oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Every time, yeah, it's like watching the Wayne's World guys get back to stop it, just stop it. <laughs> You're killing me. Stop. It. Yeah, it's, it's too or much. your beloved MacGruber who looks terrible in that show. Come on, man. I've only seen the, the pilot because I asked Catherine, I was like, you want to give this world? Because we got nothing right now. And she yeah. watched it and she was like, that's not for me. I was like, <laughs> oh, really? I, I laughed a couple times. I think there's there's something to that. But it's the only one I've seen so far is the pilot. Yeah. I watched 20 minutes of it. I was like, yeah, no. We um we just started a, a single drunk female, which is on Freeform and Hulu. Shit mm-hmm. is good. Now I don't know how you feel about. You're cool about that kind of shit. We've had numerous conversations about it. But yeah, yeah. Okay. it's it's a, it's basically following her as she achieves her sobriety, and it's it's kind of a dramedy. So it's well, it's a kind of it's comedy, but they've got you know actual stakes and things like that. But it's actually really fucking good. It's set in Boston. It's only 20 minutes an episode. If you burn mm-hmm. through it quick, and there's been five released so far. The six comes out on Friday. I think it's a 10 episode series. And then. Last night, just flipping through after we were done with that because there was nothing else on Hulu, I discovered this New Zealand show called Mr. In Between. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Do you like that, man? So good. First episode, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking in on this. Oh, I I am a fan of that show. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. You can get it on FX here. Yeah. uh, If if people have regular cable or whatever. But yeah, we stumbled upon it like two years ago. Okay. Or something. And I was like, this is. It's really good. I yeah. like that guy a lot. He's got a lot of charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, we saw, I saw the first two episodes. She's out because she's too violent for her, but I'm loving it. So I, I, I'm going to burn through it when she's Yeah. Burned. I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. I just started to uh, watch the first episode of Jack Reacher. Oh yeah. Dude, I liked it. I burned through that in two days. Okay, I, yeah. I, liked I, I like that pilot. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I was skeptical. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I saw still images and he didn't look human. <laughs> he didn't. He looked, he looked like a, well, in the picture, like the pictures I saw they were doing his press. Oh, he's, he was massive. And then his yeah. head looked so tiny. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this looks so strange. Uh, but in the show itself, it's like, nah, it's, it's fine. I mean, yeah. you know, got to see him shirtless a couple of times in the pilot <laughs> once for no reason. It's get like, ready okay, for a hundred more shirtless shots. Okay. I mean, I get it. You work out a lot, and that's part of the hook of this. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's what the character's like in the books. Yes, he's huge. Yes. Uh, no surprise. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they went with Tom Cruise for the movies. <laughs> I remember Kalinowski being upset about it. I mean, he's a Cruise fan, but he was still upset about it because he, like, is an avid reader of those books. Um, And he... He was like, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. And then when I saw the trailer for this one, I texted him immediately. I go, is this the more accurate? And he's like, yes, this is why I was fucking mad. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Because you couldn't find a more opposite guy than oh, yeah. to that I mean, dude because he's so fucking Tom's in bad. shape. Yeah, don't get me. Yeah, Tom's in shape. Tom could fight. He can do the stunts. But this guy is – he's intimidating from the look from jump. You know? Yeah. You believe it when he's – just looks at somebody and they balk. Like you believe it. He's huge. He's scary. Yeah. It's like that you, uh, I can't even fathom how many thousands of hours in a gym 
you've spent over the past, you know, your adult life. Yeah. Right. To get that physique. And what shit you're not eating versus the shit you're being oh, forced yeah. to eat all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like every time you hear about, uh, the rocks basically eats 20 pounds of cod a day, just, just bland cod. And who was it? Somebody. It was like, uh, Judy Dench or something worked with Dave Batista. It was somebody, somebody like that worked with Dave Batista. And she's like, I felt so bad for him because he had to constantly eat and the food just looked so bland and terrible. Yeah. He's just eating all day long. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, that life. It's like you see those big fun. dudes in the gym just eating out of Tupperware, mm-hmm. the most bland shit that you can find. And it's all just kind of holding their bodies to look like that. So yeah, yeah. high protein, yeah. no seasoning and stuff. Cause you can't have the salt because it'll. Yeah. Uh, make you hold on to water and you can't yeah. have that because you need to look cut and shit. And, yeah. Uh, no thanks, man. I know it's a step too far. What's, it, who's, who's I seen? Yeah. Yeah. Just it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, Jackman talked about that when he used to get, when he gets jacked for Wolverine, uh, Wolverine, he says, all I do is eat broccoli and chicken like all the fucking time. And holy shit, man, just all the time. The same thing. No salt, no seasoning, nothing. Just chicken breasts. With, uh, broccoli. Sure. Yeah. That's no thanks. Lot. Yeah. Enjoy life for God's sakes. Uh, yeah. anyway, I mean, I get if it's a one-off for a role, like what, uh, uh, Matt Damon did for, is it in the line of fire? It's not in the line of courage under fire. Courage under fire. Right. Yeah. Well, he, he ate like a potato <laughs> and would run on his treadmill constantly. I'm, I'm not even kidding. His, yeah. cause he had to get down to that emaciated, you know, drug addict kind of yeah. look. Yeah. He's like, that's fine for a part. Yeah. But if it's your life, dear God. And it wasn't even that much of the movie. That's the, the madness of it all. Like, it's Meg Ryan and Denzel who are really the two leads of the movie. Her in mm. flashback, obviously. But he's not that, in the film that much. And yet he was still willing to kind of push. He's a young actor. Young. You can do that when you're young. Man. Yeah. Yeah. You don't catch De Niro putting on weight or dropping weight anymore. Like, not anymore. Oh, he ain't doing that shit. Fuck your body up. Yeah. It's a Luther Vandross. Plus, at his age, the older you get, the more difficult that is if you're not already in some sort of shape. Not saying he's not, but if you're not already, if you don't already look like Hugh Jackman and you try to look like him at Hugh Jackman's current age, I don't think it's possible. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Um, all right. Anyway, what's your, what's your number eight? My number eight is, uh, the Holy Grail. Oh, that's my number 10. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. So many quotables. Yeah. Now, what's what's your favorite? The constitutional peasant, the whole thing. Come okay. see, the, come see the repression inherent in the system. That's it. Come see the come see the repression inherent in the system. But the whole dialogue, the whole back and forth about you know lobbing scimitars and all this kind of shit, that is my favorite. I mean, the whole sketch. I listen to that sketch constantly, man, because it is just so funny to throw in a philosophical political discussion between essentially a serf and a king mm-hmm. about the system and that absolutely undercuts this legendary tale of, or, oh, yeah. of King Arthur and the lady from the lake. Yeah, well, a woman handing out swords from a lake is no basis for a constitutional government. Voice and bins, lobbing scimitars. <laughs> it's no basis. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing back and forth. Because I think most people would gravitate towards, you know, tis but a scratch. Oh, yeah, sure. Which sure. is great. But yeah. it becomes the, it's everybody's favorite. So it was, it's like, I, I want, always wanted to find out something else. Yeah. That one, that one reminds me of the, 
PLO discussion in Life of Brian. Yes. Oh my which God. is brilliant. It's brilliant. And it, honestly, they probably had not that discussion, oh. but something similar. Yeah. In their day, but it's just the, uh, how these things transcend time. Yeah. But people, the, people make the horrible mistake of thinking people were stupid back in the stone ages or back in those middle ages or Roman times or no, everyone was comparatively educated, comparatively smart. And they were hey. considering these things and talking about these things. Now, were they at the percentages that we are now? No, but still there were people there who were intelligent back then. Sure. And would have discussion. It probably did have discussions like that or, you know, skewerings of that or sarcasm around stuff like that. I would imagine. Cause that shit is funny. Uh, that the uh, front of Judea, Jude, the Judean people's front. Weird. Yeah. They're fighting over the verbiage. It's like, I, this is, Oh, so good. The, I love the bring out your dead. Yeah. I'm not dead yet and whatever. And he's like, I think I'll go for a walk. You're not fooling anybody. (laughs) That's my favorite line in it. I think I'll go for a walk. You're not fooling anybody. John Cleese just beautifully delivers that line (sighs) over and over. When you coming back Thursday, ah, I don't want to wait to, you know, it'll be, you can't wait just a couple minutes. He's just looking around. (laughs) Eric Idol's like, no, I can't remember the name of the family. The Andersons, they lost seven or something, some high number of people, and he's got to make it over there. Oh, Oh, he's he's nearly dead. He's he's just about there. I'm sorry, regulations. I can't take them. Like there's some bureaucratic red tape in medieval times for this. (laughs) Fucking love it. And then the French guy's talking shit. I fought in your general direction. Yeah. What does that even mean? Your mother's a hamster. (laughs) Your father smells of elderberries. elderberries. It's got a million of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, that almost, uh, I just put it down here because other ones are just, the quotes are a little more stronger, but like that one I could quote all day, all day long, all day long. Because we haven't even said the Black Knight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's the one people think. Black Knight is but a scratch, and then you have the Knights who say knee. The Knights who say knee, yeah. And, uh, what was it? African or European swallow? Yeah. I don't know. And then he explodes. <laughs> what is your favorite color? And also the other one with the bunny, right? Like, oh no, but oh no, you <laughs> thought you knew better. Oh, so yeah, the a holy hand grenade and the priests yeah. come down and start reading from the Bible is the description of the holy hand grenade. And one Eric Idle turns to oh. the other priest. I can't remember who the other one is, but he's like, let's speed it up a little because it's just the. <laughs> Constant droning. But father, I want to sing. Oh, no, no, yeah. no, don't want me to sing. She got, one day you will inherit all of this. <laughs> the curtains? <laughs> She's got huge tracts of land. <laughs> <laughs> too good, man. That, that, that film is too good. <laughs> um, all right. So that was, well, that your, was your 10? That's my 10. So my number nine is Braveheart. My number nine is Braveheart. There's a lot of quotes in Braveheart. Freedom. Freedom. I, I love you. Always yeah. have. Always, always have. Well. Not every man. That's true. Is as big as, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not every man dies. Tales. What is it? Oh, not every man, every man dies. Not every man truly, truly lives. lives. And then his whole speech, you know, um, well, that's it. Did you count the whole speech? The quote, I was just kind of looking for like one line. They may take our lives, but they'll never take, take our, our freedom. freedom. There's the quote there. Also, the quote when um, they ask him what to do with the fucking place after they cut the uh, Lord's neck. 
after he's killed Morwen and he says, Barnet. Um, I love that. And then when you get uh, the Irish guy coming in, he's it's like, true. You're making a good, you're making a good, cause I just went over and I was like, there's freedom and it went off, even yeah. though I love Braveheart. And he's like, Ireland. That's right. It's mine. It's mine. Yeah. Should have remembered about the rocks. And then, uh, yeah. Terrible Scottish accent. Sorry, guys. And then, and there's, do you converse with God? What is it? Yeah, Irishman uh, is forced to talk to his. Yeah, he, what the, the find one as good as him. Fuck, what is that line? He delivers it so well too. It's actually, I figured we'd see more of him, and he pops up like he was in The Departed. Yeah, Wanted. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like he pops up every once again, but I thought we were going to be seeing a bunch of that guy. Yeah, yeah. Him and the other dude, the dude with the scar on his face, whose wife gets taken uh on first night, and then he ends up gets gets. Yeah, he was in Gladiator. Yeah, he's been in the, the both those guys have been in a bunch of stuff. It's like side Sons here. of Anarchy. Yeah, right. Oh, that's right. Sons of Anarchy. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, um, but you have that distinctive scar. Right. But then you have like the king. He's like, the trouble with Scotland is it's full of Scots. <laughs> if we can't. You're right. Should make the, all right, I'll bump off. What about Bob? Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I'll bump off. Know. There's enough quotes in there. I honestly, I went right past it and I was like, no. Cause I kept focusing on comedies. Like I just get more from these. And then I yeah. started to, I'll put it this way. That was the first drama that I thought of. Okay. On my fair, list. Fair, fair. Uh, and then another one that may be on your list. Uh, I just couldn't get to more than like two. It might not be. It might not be on my list because I agree with you. I might not have gotten more than two, even though it's a pretty long film, more than two. Yeah. Um, you know, three hours. The yeah. same one we're talking about. I think so. maybe had a couple sequels. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe should have stopped at one sequel. Yeah, maybe they should have stopped at one. <laughs> and then they just, uh, you know, refurbished the third one. And yeah, basically, basically you spent a lot of money to get the same house. It's like, man, you guys wasted your money on this. Uh, yeah, yeah I get, I was like, there's one excellent quote. Yeah. And then one that's, well, that quote is as old as time. Right. The revenge. Yeah, but there's so many. You know, and he's, and, and then even the king has another one where he's just like, you know, if we can't get them out, we'll breed them out. So just a uh, pretty roof stuff. So, all right. So that's my number eight. No, no, nine rather. So then my number eight is Die Hard. Okay. So you got Yippie Kaye. Yippie Kaye. Um, uh, if this is how Chris, if this is what Christmas is like, I gotta be here for New Year's. Um, the Twinkie situation, uh, that conversation. Everything a growing boy needs. Welcome to the party, pal. Um, what else do we? Oh, yippee! Uh, ha ha ha! And then he says, "Mr. What does he say? Um, Mr. John McLean of the New York Police Department." And he goes, "Oh, oh, you're him. Oh God, oh God, oh God." Clay, you, him turning on a dime on that accent. Oh, is amazing. Okay. So it's amazing. Good. The fact that that's his first movie. Yeah, right? Incredible. I watched a, Waltz. uh, I watched a breakdown of, that was Waltz's first movie? Yeah, Inglourious Pastors was his first movie. Yes. Well, I thought he had done German films and that just, we didn't know him because he was German. It's in German TV. He hadn't done German film. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I watched like a 20 minute clip on YouTube discussing all the subtle things that Rickman, the choices he made. Yeah. Why it's, it, it just gave you new appreciation because yeah. they, they were, you know, acting choices that he makes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, it, had he played it like this, 
would you have interpreted it the same way? And, and watching going, no, nah, okay. Yeah. And it's just one after another after another. It's like, this is even, it makes, it takes a performance I already felt was nuanced and fleshed out and real. Yeah. And it makes it all the better. Yeah. Some of the things they point out are obvious and others are like, well, that's a little subtle thing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, Alex. Shoot the glass. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and the kid down there, the guy down there who was like trying to break through the, the security walls, he's like, you know, the the police have themselves an RV. Oh, the quarterback is toast. Those things. And then, of course, come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. That kind of, so there's a lot of quotes in Die Hard that I think people do use and say, oh, that's what I think. I yeah, I think once I got the blinders on for comedy, I just, no, I didn't even right. think about Die Hard. That's all right. Um, anyway, yeah, so I could go on, but there's, you know, I think I've made my case. So, um, what's your seven, man? Uh, my seven is airplane. Oh yeah. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Go ahead, man. That's such a great choice. Um, there's the Shirley can't be serious. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious, but don't call me Shirley. And, uh, tell, tell the captain we need the plane, land the, the plane immediately. The woman's got to go to a hospital and the woman, the stewardess quizzically asks, a hospital? What's that? Like, what's that asking, inquiring about why the person is sick? And he's yeah. like, a small building with a bunch of patients, but that's, that's not important right now. Fucking <laughs> so good. It's the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. <laughs> uh, and Leon's getting larger. <laughs> Shakes the tummy. Oh, it's so good. Uh, stewardess, I speak jive. <laughs> it's just something that would never come up in a movie. No, today. not now. <laughs> never. <laughs> I can't remember the kid's oh. name, but is it, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Yes. Do you like you ever, gladiator films? Yeah. Go, you ever you ever been to a Turkish prison? What the fuck? The Kareem stuff. Look, you tell oh, your dad. Oh, the Christmas was brilliant. Yeah. You tell your dad. If I, I, I Who did he say like he had to, to drag him up the floor every night? Was it Walton? It's Walton and. Was it Lambeer or was it Mikhail? Was it one of those guys? I forget who it was. It sounds like Lambeer, but it, I don't believe it's Lambeer. It's okay. like Lanier or something. Oh, the name I didn't hear. Walton. Walton I knew. Yeah, it could be Lambeer. It could be, uh, but I don't think so. Because that should predate Lambeer. Yeah. By a couple of years, because this is 1980. So when like they, they shot this in the off season, which means we're talking about the 79, 80 season. It is. Yeah. He's the hell I don't listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. Yeah. I'm out here busting my buttons every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. Yeah. Cause his dad, the, my dad says you only try in the playoffs. And he's just <laughs> like, that's when he goes, no, no. I've been hearing this shit for 20 years. And the best part about that is Kareem was such a quiet yeah, yeah. guy that he shows up in this and then, you know, Bruce Lee movies. And, right, right. But by and large, like, he didn't like to talk to reporters. He didn't do interviews and puts himself out there in this fashion. Uh, but to speak to his critics in the form of a little kid, so good. <laughs> I think you're the greatest. But my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. Yeah. <laughs> the look on his face, he starts to roll his eyes a little, like, fuck this again. Uh, so good. Yeah. What so what apex athlete wouldn't love uh, to have a scene like that? I mean, yeah, totally true. It doesn't matter the sport. Whatever the sport is that you watch, they all hear yeah. the same criticism. You know what's funny? He's here in that 1980. They're about to go on a run through an entire decade, man, where they win multiple championships. 
and yet he's getting that crap in 1980. He's hearing that crap. So Jesus, it's crazy. And I, uh, I'd love to see now if you took the advanced stats and somebody went back and oh yeah, slowly but surely they're going through the old as best they can the records and whatever footage yeah. that they can find. But to to find out the the advanced defensive metrics of what those Lakers teams were like. I mean, I'd love a Kareem documentary, man. I mean, that guy is so incredibly intelligent. And yeah, he, you know, he may rub some people the wrong way, may have had issues in the past. Oh, so has Bill Russell. And yeah. Bill, NBA TV did a fantastic doc on Russell like four or five years ago. So I would, where Simmons interviewed him, which was kind of lame. But overall, though, I thought the doc worked really well. I would like to see something for Kareem because he's still kind of, a, you know, he writes for Time, writes for Newsweek, has his columns. So. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be fun to kind of see a documentary on that guy. It'd be, yeah. I, I think Bill Russell's the easier one because he's so genial. He, right. He's willing to, to give an interview. You see him on the sideline of, he's not going to the all-star game this year. Oh, right. Um, Cause of COVID and whatnot, yeah. his age, right. You know, put out a statement basically like it sucks cause it's the 75th, but this isn't the year for me. Yeah. Uh, but he's still out there. You see him big sporting events and whatnot. Totally. Totally. Smiling, shaking the new players' hands. I love that the players have reverence for the older legends. Yeah. It's good to see it being, being taught. It's so true. Yeah. And then, the, you know, the next generation will hopefully do that for the generation that preceded them and so on and so forth. They hand that down. Dude. The day LeBron shows up with the fucking old man glasses and the white beard, ah, I'm going to lose my shit. That's when I know I'm really fucking old. Well, we'll be that old. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. So. I'm never looking in a mirror and I'm staying the same age, man. I'm impressed you don't have, you know, any gray hairs. Thank you. No kids. No way. Well, it's just, you got jet black hair. You would stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So thank you. Unless you paint, but that's I your don't business. Paint. I don't paint. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've got gray, I got gray in my beard. I have, yeah. you know, single strands right now, but I have like the gray chest hair a little bit. Hey, oh. Uh, no gray pubes yet. That I okay, good to know. Time. Good to now, know. <laughs> we were getting our way. We were working our way down there. We went head, chest. So one place left. We you were working your way down. I was quite possibly stopped here. <laughs> uh, no, I don't, I don't pay because, um, I was warned years ago that like once you start dyeing it, it never goes back to the original color mm. and could make it even worse, could make you even grayer. So I didn't want to deal with that. So. Um, but running this channel, I've, I've certainly gotten older over the last two years from the stress of running my YouTube channel. No fucking doubt. No fucking doubt. Just, am I recording the right thing? Am I doing, am I getting enough views? Are people watching my shit? Am I getting the likes? It's a constant, constant narration in my head, man. So I've got to figure out how to calm that shit down, girl. So I'm going to age overnight 10 years. I know it. Um, anyway, what's your, what's your six? Uh, my six is Christmas vacation. Oh, nice choice, dude. Go ahead, my man. Dude. Uh, shitter's full. <laughs> so good. And they're having a discussion right before that between, uh, uh Beverly D'Angelo uh, and Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. Like he hasn't worked in seven years and I can't remember his <laughs> wife's name, Randy Quaid's character, but he's like, uh, yeah, he, she said he's holding out for a management position and then it just cuts to a shot of him <laughs> with the hose from the RV. The neighbor comes out. He's just stretching to go run. He's like, Oh, he's like, I shitter's full. <laughs> uh, but I use the, I'm going to get you some real nice. <laughs> when I use that in my real life quite a bit. 
quite a bit. That's why, I mean, oh, quote man. for quote, there might be other movies that have more quotes, yeah, but the, yeah. I genuinely use that in my real life. Like a lot of these movies I do, but that one I right. use quite a bit. I, I would have put it higher, but the actual quotations from the movie, the the next five, yeah. I've just got pound for pound way more. Yeah. Uh, but those two, but the, you know, I'm going to get you something <laughs> real nice. Or he shows up and they've got that massive tree and the oh. uptight neighbors are like, where do you think you're going to fit a tree that big? A bend over. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> or he's, he's flirting with the, uh, the woman at uh, the store. Oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no shit. Oh, it's for my wife. And then he's like, oh, but she, you know, basically she didn't pass. They got divorced and he keeps fumbling over his words over and over. And then his son walks up and she's showing him the panty line. He's like, you see, you can't see the line with these. And then he notices Russ, but he's so enamored of the situation. He can't see yeah. the line. Can you Russ? And he's like, Oh, and that's when he realizes it's his son. Uh, or he's working on the lights and he's got the big, huge ball. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, it seems like there's a knot here. Why don't you work on that? And he hands him just this massive problem. It <laughs> just walks away. I fucking love that. Uh, it's something I, my dad wouldn't have done. He would have sat and worked out the thing himself, but it seems like the stereotypical, yeah, uh, thing that, you know, a TV or movie dad does. <laughs> um, that's to me, that's quietly the best one of the three it's it's grown in my estimation oh, i know the first one is good i know people love the first one but the third one that christmas vacation for whatever reason i feel like i've i've watched that one way more than the first one leaps and bounds is my favorite yeah, yeah, yeah. and then vegas doesn't even rate oh yeah vegas eric Idle's the only thing that saves vegas whenever uh, he's on screen he's the only part to watch i you know i've seen it i don't think i'll go back for it yeah and then Europeans, yeah. Europeans okay. And then original vacation's oh, good. And I think X Christmas vacation is my favorite. I watch I, it yeah. almost every year. Yeah. Although I didn't watch a single Christmas movie this year. Yeah, really? No, yeah, were you so, not in the mood? No, I just, yeah, I guess I was yeah. full on mood for Christmas. I put lights up all over yeah. the house, put up tons of decorations, listened yeah. to Christmas music. But this year I just did not feel like watching a single Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. It could be the first year ever. Yeah, we didn't buy a tree. We usually buy a tree, but we went back east. So by the time we thought about buying a tree, it was kind of deep into December. We were already like almost in the midweek of December, midpoint of December. So we just didn't even get one. Yeah. Which I thought was a big, and that's a mistake on my end. Like I should have been like, okay, cause like last, the year before when we first moved down here, I took us out there right after Thanksgiving. Like the next day the tree farm was up like two minutes from the house. And I went and I said, let's go get, pick out a tree, you know, and, and we ended up going to the Home Depot, get a mm-hmm. nice tree at the Home Home Depot quietly has some really fucking great trees and just hauled it to the house and put it up. And it was there for the entire month of December. So this year I told her as soon as Thanksgiving is done, we're going to get a fucking tree because I don't want to do that again like we did last year. So, yeah. Yeah, um, we're going to switch to the live tree where they bring it to you and it's already in a pot and then you have it for the oh. month and then they take it back. Really? It costs, it costs the same as buying a tree. Yeah. You're going to get rid of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But after like four or five years of use, then they plant it in a field somewhere and they just, it graduates out of their system. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'd rather do that than just constantly cutting down trees every year personally. Well, yeah. 
Totally. And if it costs me the same, they deliver it. They pick it up. Don't have to deal with the needles. I do have to carry up a fucking tree with its root ball oh, and everything right. else up the right. stairs, which is yeah. going to be a big fat pain in the ass. But right. if that's the only downside. It's like, well, I don't have the needles and all that shit to deal with either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we didn't get a tree this year because of that. We couldn't get one in time because we didn't settle on that. Catherine found it and was like, oh, that's a good idea. And then it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a little late in the season at this point. Yeah. But yeah, Home Depot and Lowe's, they have decent trees. Yeah, agreed. And good prices too, like 45 bucks, 50 bucks, 70 bucks, depending on the size and the, and the weight you want for the tree. It's really yeah. good stuff. And what style? Yeah. And what style? Exactly. Um, all right. So that was your six. Uh, that was my six. Okay. So then my number seven is Jaws. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, we're going to need a bigger boat. Mm-hmm. You've been counting money all your life. Um, you're certifiable, Quint. Um, I'll never wear a life jacket again. Um, what else? There's a few other ones that I think work throughout the movie. Sure. For me. Oh yeah. I kill him for, I'll catch him for five. I'll kill him for 10. Um, and then of course the girl yelling shark. Um, even the slap or him yelling at Morty to sign the contract when he's telling him, you know, and he says, Martin, my kids were on that beach. So it's all of that that goes through and then everything on the ship. I'm going to be here and be insulted by a guy who's lining up to be lunch. Um, and then he's, yeah, he said, tells me he's a city boy. You've been counting money all your life. Um, yeah. So, I mean, those are the quotes that kind of stick out to me, of course, um, throughout the film. Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to need a bigger boat. And then I couldn't get anything past that to me Mm. personally. I was like, that's sure. I definitely people use it all the time. They do. Yeah. To describe that type of situation. So the quotability of that is off the charts. Yeah. I just don't quote anything else from it personally, but that one quote is amazing. Oh, smile, you son of a bitch, when he shoots him. That's oh, a that's idea. a good one. Yeah. Do you know there's uh, a motif that Spielberg accidentally shot in that movie that he used mm. in others, which is a, there's a shooting star. After Quint tells the Indianapolis story. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a So they go outside. Uh, Brody goes outside, and they just he happened to catch a shooting star. Wow. Oh, right. So yeah, you see it in the. Yeah, it's very thing. faint, but that yeah. is a real shooting star. So then he added it into other movies and it just kind of became somewhat yeah. of a signature on some level. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes, he's got doll's eyes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So those are all quotes that make it quotable for me because I use them all the for time. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's my seven. Then my six um, is The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, go for it. I mean, come on, right? I love you. I know. I am your father. Sure. All the, all the uh, Yoda stuff. Do. Uh, was it do? Do not try. Do all of those. That's a part of uh, this as well. Um, when Leia, uh, when Han is trying to kiss Leia, and she's like, "I'd just as soon kiss a Wookie." Um, okay. I, I thought they smelled bad on the outside when he cuts uh, open the Wampa. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Laugh it up, fuzzball. And then Leia calling him a, uh, uh, scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, that's a good. Yeah. Once again, I think comedy blinders. That's, that's a great right. choice. Never tell me the odds. Um. Oh, what's the Yoda one that I always? Uh, yeah, uh, adventure, excitement. A Jedi craves not these things. You know. So. Um, yeah. So all of those throughout, and the what, what does he say when he says to Lando, like, "Pray I do not alter the deal." He says, "You alter the deal." Pray I do not alter it any further, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's a great choice. And I didn't even, I don't have it on my side list because, uh, I'm an idiot. So there you go. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I, I didn't even that, uh, die hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brave heart I have on the side. I wrote down Jaws when I was like, I can only get to one on that one. Mm. Uh, I've got a few others. I think it's um, the most quotable of the three, which is why I chose it. There are quotes in New Hope, there are quotes in Return of the Jedi, but this is the one that I think is the most quotable. Yeah, I think you just laid out like five or six yeah. really solid ones. Yeah, there we go. Well, Matt, should we take a break here as we, before we jump into our top fives? Let's take a quick break. We'll hear this word from our sponsor. We'll be right back with our top fives. All right, let's jump back into it. My number five mm. is... Caddyshack. Uh, yes, that is my number five as well. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Cinderella boy tears in his eyes, obviously. <laughs> obviously. That one even goes on, but the tears in his eyes is the part that I always remember. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's in the hole is the end oh, of all of that. Dude. It's in the hole. So it's a real story and everybody goes to. <laughs> the golfers, people. you idiot! The golfers. Oh my yeah. god! So I got that going for me, which is nice. Which is that gung gung gungalunga? <laughs> yeah, it was a gungalunga. The Dalai Lama. I did a loop for him. You know, I got that going. He's got the pitchfork on the kid, oh, which is nice. So good. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> All the, all the Dangerfield quotes. It looks good on you though. Oh, this is the worst hat I ever saw. You buy a hat like this, you get a free bowl of soup. And then he sees Judge Smales with the hat on. But it looks good on you. And then he just, I mean, his eyes are so over the top. The the Dangerfield just mugging, eating, chewing the scenery on that. It's so good. So well, we're waiting. You buy Bushwood. You, <laughs> you, you get nothing and like it. Uh, uh, Newton, Newton. Newton. I, I use that. Oh my god. Oh yeah. When you're that. trying to fuck with somebody. Oh yeah. Newton. Yeah. So good. So good. I yeah. love that film. Top that. Yeah. It's endlessly awesome. quotable to me. Yeah. Che- Chevy with the be the be the ball. Be the ball. Uh, the world needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> when he's trying to butter him up. You know, I've always been interested in the law. Oh, really? <laughs> he's pissed off about his golf game. He doesn't want to have this conversation. And the ditch diggers and he walks off and the, his niece, uh, good try. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was born to love you. I was born to lick your back. Like what? <laughs> Is this a fucking song? 
Uh, I love the scene where he's he's got oh. the sparkling water, but they're all open, and he acts like he's yeah. a fresh one for her. Oh, 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 that one just came off. He doesn't say it, but that's the look on his face. Hands it over to her. It's not a quotable line, but uh, oh man, oh, fuck it, that, that movie slays me. <laughs> slays me. The fact that they made a sequel is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Oh, the sequel was horrible. It's only good for the Kenny Loggins song. That's it. Nobody's Fool, which is a great 1980s song. Um, yeah, good stuff. I love. Yeah. Honestly, you could go through all the quotes, all the fucking Dangerfield quotes, everything. He says, "So what? So let's dance." Uh-huh. Yeah, he just starts doing this weird herky jerky, rips the front of his uh, golf bag off, and just has a car stereo face yeah. in the front of it. Just boom, <laughs> clicks that all the way up, and they start dancing. So good. Um, all right. So that's both, that's both our number fives. What's your four? Uh, my number four is the big Lebowski. Ah, yeah. Go ahead, man. I had to take that one off. I don't quote it as often as other people do. So I had it on my side list and I couldn't quite make the case. So go ahead, my man. Um, I use, uh, oh, this is important. Look at you taking it. It is important. This show is important. Everything clearly that we say wildly important. The you want a toe? I'll get you a fucking toe. (laughs) (laughs) I've used that line so many times. Or the uh, El Dudorito, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. (laughs) (laughs) This aggression will not stand. Yes, that I do remember. Uh, We are nihilists. We we're nihilists. We believe in nothing. Nothing, Lebowski. Eight-year-olds, dude. Eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds. <laughs> Smokey, this is not Vietnam. There are rules. This is bowling. There are rules to this. Uh, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. <laughs> this is what happens. When this you is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? The Chinaman is not the issue. <laughs> I'm talking about drawing a line in the fucking sand and also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred <laughs> nomenclature. They prefer Asian American. He stops himself. He is on a tangent. It's about drawing a fucking line in the Ugh. sand. Also, dude, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. Oh, uh, see, I don't I'm roll just, on the Sabbath. I missed this one. I guess I don't see, I haven't seen the film enough to kind of, even though I love it now. I haven't seen enough. Yeah, you're out of your element, Donnie. Nick you're out of your Nick. element, Donnie. <laughs> Over the line. Just this is life and death. Uh, oh, that's right, man. Don't fuck yeah, with the Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh shit! There was a knockoff of that on the five Super Bowl commercials. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, uh, I a thought sequel, it right. Well, there was the Turturro movie. That's what I mean. That's a, essentially a spiritual sequel. It's the same character. Yeah, it is the same character. I think I he got permissions from the Coens movies. to make it. Um, but yeah, when it was Serena walking in, I thought it was going to be Turturro. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought, I, I imagine everybody thought it was going to be Turturro. Yeah, we got Peyton Manning and Jimmy Butler, and I didn't know who the other two people were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Serena walked in. Yeah. But yeah, I genuinely thought it was going to be Turturro. Um, you know, the rug really tied the room together. Really tied the room together, man. <laughs> Not on the rug, man. Yeah, man. Well, at least I'm housebroken. <laughs> uh, 
What does what does the police chief say? What does Ben Gazar say to him? Not in Santa Barbara or whatever. No, it's Malibu. Malibu. That's you don't I'm draw you don't draw any water in Malibu. You don't draw any water there? in Malibu. I love it when he goes up and he gets the notepad and he does the old detective thing where you take the <laughs> graphite from a pencil and you rub it on the pad and it's just a dude with a huge penis, a sick man with a huge penis. He's <laughs> just drawing that in the middle of the discussion. Once again, not quotable. Love the scene though. It really yeah. tells you who Jackie is as an individual. The uh, the I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars, and then there's Philip Seymour Hoffman there. <laughs> it's a she's quite a free spirit. Uh, uh, he can't he can't watch unless he wants to pay a hundred dollars. Oh. Like, oh, let's get you out here. Oh, it's fucking. <laughs> oh, it's, Philip Seymour Hoffman is so good in that role. He's trying to talk him into. I know, dude. I know, dude. The rug. Yeah, I know. He needs you to do this. What is it? Yeah, in the old Lebowski, says stuff to him as well. <laughs> he's got some quotes. Yeah, when he's ponderously looking into the fire. Yes, it's a it full full of light in front of him. Oh, so good, so what, good. What is what is it? What is a man's worth? And he's like, I, yeah, I don't know. You mind if I burn one? <laughs> <laughs> Even what's his face? Um. Sam Elliott gets a couple of lines, a couple of quotable stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a there's a ton of quotability. Yeah. yeah. Well, at movie. least you put it on your list, so I don't feel bad that it's not on mine because at least it, it got it's proper due. Yeah, it and then high enough on mine, it'll make the overall. Yeah, probably. more than likely. Probably, yeah. Um. So then my four is uh, coming to America. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that, dude. I quote that film. All the fucking time. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. Well, that's definitely making the list. All right, so what are we bumping off? <laughs> Welcome to the top 12. <laughs> well, I already got rid of, what about Bob for Braveheart? Hmm. So I'm still going to slot that in. Okay. I'll reorder my list. Go ahead and okay, go okay. Ahead and get the discussion going. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, there's so much here, right? I mean, that boy good. Yeah, yeah that boy good. good. Terrible. <laughs> Sexual, sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. That boy, good. good. <laughs> Fucking love that. Um, yeah, all the quotes, uh, uh, that go on through the whole thing. Um, so good. I mean, especially stuff with the bar, with the uh, barbers. Oh my God. Rocky Marciano. Yeah, I'm yeah. old going to be a Rocky Marciano. Uh, years old. Yeah, now I'm fucking blanking. So why, why am I blanking on? Damn shame what they did that dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When you think of Akeem, think of trash. <laughs> he's trying to start any kind of conversation with her whatsoever. Uh, he's got the mop in the bucket itself, but he hasn't taken it out. It's one of those ones on fucking wheels. <sighs> You know him as Joe the Policeman on What's Going Down episode of That's My Mama. Put you yeah. <laughs> Arsenio Hall and Drag, you and your friend too. That's right. Um, let's see. Oh, so good. So good. Oh. Um. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of scenes. Soul Glow, and then they get up off the couch, oh, and there's the so stain from it, but that's not really a quotable line. And he's like, oh, man, you ain't lying. You ain't never met no Martin you Luther King. <laughs> I did. I went out of here. Um, oh, 
Uh, oh my God. And Mortimer, we're back. We're back or something like that when he gets the money. Yeah, he gets the big stack of cash. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Wipers. That's a quote right there. All um, right. So I have adjusted. All right, I put that there, and I'm going to go. All right. <laughs> I have amended my list. Coming to America is now my – I put it at six. Wow. Braveheart, I put it at eight. Oof, okay. So we bumped down airplane and holy grail. Yeah, you know, you made a case. Okay. Loving the Lord is wrong. Uh, I don't oh, right, that. Oh, the McDowell's thing too. They got the golden arches minus the yeah. golden arch. They got, they got the big, big Mac. We got the big Mick. Um, oh, anyways, like, hello, my neighbors. Fuck you too. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. All right. Anyway, what's your three, man? <laughs> uh, my three's not on your list. It's Fletch. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. Um, we have the, you know, Moon River. <laughs> Ooh, Doc, thanks. Uh, you ever serve time? Using the whole fist there, you, Using the whole fist, Docs? Just relax. <laughs> Fucking love that. <sighs> Come on, guys. It's all ball bearings these days. Hi. <laughs> Dr. Rosen penis. Who? Dr. Rosen Rosen. Who? Dr. Rosen. Where's the records room? Uh, what records are you looking for? Uh, do you have the Beatles white album? <laughs> uh, uh, John Cocktoston. Oh, that's a beautiful name. It's Scotch Romanian. That's an odd combination. Yeah, so are my parents. Um, cash. I'm impressed. Well, I saw my pimp today. <laughs> um, yeah, Babar, like, like the children's book. Uh, yeah, but not with two B's. It's got two bees. Yeah, but two bees, not two bees next to each other. <laughs> what? Wonderful. I'll have a Bloody Mary and a steak sandwich. <laughs> and a steak sandwich. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, can I borrow your towel? My car just hit a water buffalo. <laughs> what? Oh, uh, so good. It's just, there's one after, it's the whole movie is one-liners. Yeah, basically. So yeah, you just all, do it. It's all non-sequitur one -liners. It is, it's all, it's all one-liners. Oh. What oh, kind of name yeah. is Poon? Uh, it's Comanche Indian. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So good. Yeah. Can I get, I can't remember whose number he's trying to get. Can I get her number? Uh, who are you? I'm Frida's boss. Who's Frida? My secretary. <laughs> That's circularly just got there. And what's your name? Uh, Harry S. Truman. Oh, like the president? Oh, my parents are big fans. <laughs> Provo, Spain. Provo, Utah. Uh, yeah, top to bottom. That, that movie is just one quote after another quote after another quote. No doubt. And, uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, clearly. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. Um, Nicholas says, as much as, as often as Matt talks about this, I really need to see it. Yes, you do, man. Yes, you do. Oh, all right. So that was your three. That's my three. All right. So my three is the Princess Bride. I thought about it. Oh, it yeah. It was a tough cut. It was okay. probably eleven. Although yeah. now it would be like fourteen, considering <laughs> I've added. Yeah, which was but 
It was close, man. It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, as you wish, inconceivable. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You killed my father, prepared to die. Um, rest now and dream of large women. Um, never mess with a Sicilian when death is on the line. Um, inconceivable. Inc- yeah, right. I'm on the brood squad. You are the brood squad. And he's like, um, what? Never, never rush miracles. You get lousy miracles. Have fun storming the castle. And then, of course, Peter Cook with Mowage is what brings us together today. And then, of course, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. Yeah, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Give us the key. What key? Physic, tear off his arms. Oh, you mean this key? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, the one thing, where, the one where he's like, uh, but uh, revenge it does not pay so well. It's been 20 years now. I've started to give up hope. I've started to lose weight or something. I, I think it's. So there's an Andre the Giant story. I believe it's the from the Princess Bride set mm. where he wasn't feeling well. And oh, yeah. He walks over to the side and just crushes the world's largest fart. Oh yeah, for God. a man, his size. Oh, my God. Good. And night. he comes back and everybody's like, are you all right? He's like, I'm better now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even imagine. No, dude. I mean, no. this is a guy that had to, to poop in the, the tub. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because he couldn't fit on a toilet. I can't even imagine. I, how thunderous that must have been. <laughs> like, you know, tectonic plate shifting kind yeah. of vibrations in you. Just this, like a Harley starting up. Oh my God. Um, yeah, you can only imagine like, you know, when you have lightning and then you see the lightning and then like five seconds later you hear the sound of it and it actually rattles. Mm-hmm. I would imagine it's like that. I would imagine it's like that. No. But yeah, I mean, there's also some sweet ones about, you know, true love and the greatest kiss. Yeah. As you that. wish. As you, right. Exactly. Um, there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world. It would be a pity to damage yours, yours. And then he says to the debt, to the pain. And then all those quotes, you know, to the pain. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. It cuts off, you know. Um, but yeah, those are all, I mean, just, it's so eminently quotable for me all the time, you know? Um, all right, so what's your two? Uh, my two, I don't believe will make your list. Okay. Uh, which is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, man. Um, it's gonna be some coin flips today. It will be swimmy, swammy, swammy, <laughs> Samsonite. I use that all the time. That was way all the time. That in, uh, big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. <laughs> I've used that before. Swimmy, swammy. Nonstop. That's, yeah. That's, that, that is the perfect way to encapsulate a certain moment <laughs> when someone is struggling to come up with something. Uh, so you could use that all the time. Yeah. The, uh, I like it a lot. <laughs> um, so Please. you saying I've got a chance. <laughs> chance. Uh, that's a great one. The, oh. we've landed on the moon when he sees <laughs> the old news article. Uh, which that was an improv line, apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was just in the bar naturally, and he saw it and opened the door and started <laughs> screaming to, to, to let other people know. Yeah, uh, well, was it well, the one he says to the old ladies is walking away? Don't you go dying on me now. Don't you go dying oh, on me now. Oh, my God. The, the lead up to that is, you know, they say the old people, basically the old people are useless. <laughs> but I don't think that's the case. It's just the, don't you go dying on me. I'm paraphrasing that, butchered it. Uh, oh. 
that John Denver's full of shit. They <laughs> took a wrong t- turn and they're driving through the plain states. Um, we got no job. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Uh, he's just like running in the car. What are you doing? It feels like you're running incredibly fast. <laughs> um, let's see. There's the <laughs> mockingbird singing the mock. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kick his ass, sea bass. <laughs> there it is. Kick his ass. Kick bass. his ass, sea bass. <laughs> Find my happy place. Oh, dude, that scene. <laughs> where he thinks he's gonna get raped in the bathroom and he's like going to his starts house. sucking on his thumb and he's <laughs> cowering into the corner, just shrinking himself, slowly receding away and away and away. Uh <laughs> oh, I love that moment. That's maybe my favorite moment. Well, of course the poop moment is pretty funny, but that moment where he just kind of regrets for all That's- his swaggering cockiness and stupidity, there is still a human being in there. And the second yeah. it's threatened, it immediately reduces itself to a child. <laughs> the, yeah, the diary scene, I normally oh. am not a fan of those. Right. I don't think course. they're funny. Yeah. I just, I think it's stupid humor. Uh, but the little tiny squeaker fart at the very end. That makes him giggle is what sells the entire scene to me. If it didn't have that, that one moment, I would hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But because of the little beep and he goes, ha just like it makes him laugh. I, then it makes it relatable on some level. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we all laugh at ourselves. Oh, yeah. I hope you do. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. Um, <laughs> oh, but. Man. Yeah, the swimmy swami, you're saying I've got a chance. And big gulps, huh? I use all three. And it's just like, that is the quotability on a level that's tough to match for me with other movies. So. Right on. Um, okay. So then my number two is Scarface. Oh, go for it. Dude, I mean, for me, this is, it was really hard not to put this at number one. It's really, really hard, but number one is just so can't be touched for me. But this, I mean, you got what all I have in this world are my balls and my word, and I'll break them for everybody. Uh, say hello to my yeah. little friend. That one's huge. Uh, yeah. Say good night to the bad guy. Uh, never underestimate the other guy's greed. Yeah, I could only think of say hello to my little friend. So I just skipped past it and I was like, yeah, great line. Although I don't like the movie either. Oh, so. well, there you go. Yeah. It's kind of part of it, right? So who put this thing together? Me. That's who, who do I trust? Me. Was it? Fuck the fucking Diaz brothers. Um, yeah. When he says like, in this country, you got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, you get the woman. You get the whim. You get the whim. And he goes, what's wrong with you? you, you <laughs> when he's talking to Michelle Pfeiffer, it's like, yeah. That's another good one. I didn't think about Three Amigos. Oh, God, yeah. Three Amigos probably has a shit ton of lines. It does. It definitely does. Yeah. So, so many quotes. No. Montana. Might have to reorder my list again. Let's do Three <laughs> Amigos. I'm not going to do that now. I've already done it. That's fine. Now you're talking to me, baby. That I like. Keep it coming. I was like, you think I kill a fucking wife and kids? I don't kill no fucking wife and kids. Fuck you, motherfucker. Why don't you try sticking your head up your ass and see if it fits? Um, 
Oh, leave her alone. She'll take another Quaalude. She'll love me again. Her mm. womb is so polluted. She can't even have kids. Um, yeah. How do I get a, how do I get a scar like that eating pussy? What's wrong with this guy? So <laughs> there's just so many of them, man. I kill a communist for fun, but for a green card, I'm going to carve him up real nice. So yeah. those are all my quotes, man. Cause I, I just love that fucking movie so much. I quoted all the fucking top. So it was a personal, that's my top 10 list. It's my top 10 list. Go for it. It's my personal too. Um, all right. What's your one? My one is Anchorman. Yeah. Ditto. Same thing. It's untouchable, dude. It is. The whole fucking movie is a quotable fucking movie. Yeah. And it's still relevant enough to, relevant enough to where it works pretty much generationally because everybody's still seen it. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, because some of these are like Fletch. That was a very 80s movie. And yeah, we probably had two generations of film fans that haven't watched it. At this you point. have to be in this. You have to uh, be appreciative of the style of comedy that was to to enjoy the quotes for sure. Yeah. And I think that one transcends quite a bit. The milk yeah. was a bad choice. Oh, my God. Is is such a perfect, <laughs> perfectly quotable line. I mean, and the 60. Yeah, glass case of emotion, 60% of the time, it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> that one's great. Or that escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps right. going. You know, you got to keep your head on a swivel. That's what I appreciate, you guys. And then, uh, who's it? Uh, who's it? Brick had the trident? Yeah, Brick. Yeah. Brick killed a guy. Yeah. With a trident. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, you might want to lay low for a while. Find a safe <laughs> yeah, house. I didn't talk to you about that. You might want yeah. to lay low for a while. Uh, the human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. There's great, there's a great outtake reel of all oh, the, cause dude. McKay is feeding them lines. Hey, try this. And he's just, <laughs> but the human torch was denied a bank loan. I mean, the one with him and, uh, Christine Applegate going at each other. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to punch you and your baby maker. You, you have terrible. You look like a blueberry. <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> Baxter, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Right. How did you do of- that? You ate a whole wheel of and you pooped in the fridge? Um, you know I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, obviously, yeah, whale's vagina. Yeah, San Diego. Uh, I love lamp. Yes, yes. Whammy. Yeah, whammy. <laughs> and then his line when they're having the back and forth, and he's like, I miss your smell. I miss your laugh. I think when this is all over, we should move in together. And Paul Rudd's like, why don't you, why don't you take a, play, a few yeah. plays off there, champ? Why don't you not talk for a while? Um. And it's weird because, yeah, you got a number of guys right as they're ascending. Oh, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. I mean, the whole fa- film is full of fucking guys who are just about to blow up. Yeah. yeah. Even Catherine Hahn's in it, Hold a on. small bit part. So Yeah, yeah she's one of, you know, one of the women that works in the newsroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in that main cast, like the big cameo is Vince Vaughn. Yeah, right, right. That's Dark that. Man Tooth was a saint. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the heavy hitter they bring in, and now looking back at it, it's like, well, shit! You got Jack Black, you've got Paul Rudd, you've got yeah. Steve Carell, and Will Ferrell. Yeah, like I can't even imagine what the budget on this would be today. I mean, all the quotes in in the fight itself. There's like a treasure trove of quotes. 
when Stiller comes down representing the fucking Spanish stations in yeah. Doug, the, the new, PBS and the PBS with, with Tim, Tim Robbins. Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. I Although still that, haven't seen the second one because everybody the, said it was terrible. That's the only good part in the second one for me is the fight because they do go next level when they okay. do the history channel and John C. Riley is a ghost of a Confederate soldier who is part of the fight, which is brilliant. And Will Smith leads the black news team for BET, which is fucking hilarious. So that's the, really the best part of the movie because <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's really, really stupid. Yeah. I don't, sometimes you can't go back. Yeah, right. You can't it's really tough. I thought Dumb and Dumber were, you know, oh. good. Oof. Now, once I had a few friends that were like-minded, you know, yeah, went and saw it, and they're like, "Don't, please, don't go see it." <laughs> I wish I'd never seen it. I'm like, "Good, I'm glad you went before me," because yeah. I still love Dumb and Dumber is one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to depreciate that. Just like Anchorman, I don't need to see the inferior version. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just have this one as a standalone in my brain. Sex Panther stings the nostrils. Mm, that's pungent. <laughs> it smells like what Indian food in a baby's diaper. Oh yeah, baby diaper like lit on fire. The oh, that's such a great descriptor of how awful it smells. Oh man, <laughs> she's great too. I mean, Chris, uh, she has so many great lines as well. I mean, those outtakes of them going back and forth on the desk. Oh, dude, just. Yeah. In Great. the outtakes, they have a, an entirely different movie. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. It's crazy. Completely different movie, yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, I can't believe you shot all of this to end up with, the, you know, this comedic masterpiece. Yeah. And there was like all these other ideas. It's a much different film. <laughs> well, this, <laughs> this is happened to your dog, bro. Kicks him over the side. Yeah. Baxter. Oh, yeah? Well, fucking... What is it? It's Great Knights of Columbus that hurt. Yeah, I don't know where. Just a reference to the Knights of Columbus. By the beard of Zeus. Yeah, and then, uh, what is it? Odin's Raven? Yeah. It's a beard of Zeus and Odin's Raven. He says his, you know, exclamatory statements. Odin's Raven. It's Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady, and that is science. Yeah. That is. <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, scotchy scotch scotch down into my belly. Yeah, oh, my God, great stuff. Smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a big deal. I don't know how to say this, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh, these are great. Jesus Christ, these are great. Your poop mouth? Why do you say that with your poop mouth, Ron? <laughs> Oh yeah, Chris Parnell. Parnell is great, man. Starts crying. I was not a fan of him on SNL, and he's really? gone on to oh, do. Yeah. I thought he was fine. He's he right, basically right. He's playing the straight man in yeah. a lot of those, and he's gone on to do some of some fantastic stuff. Oh, yeah, he's great in Archer. Yeah, Archer and oh. Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, yeah. Him as the dad, it's so good. Yeah, perfect voice for that shit. <laughs> yeah. I think he slid into the spot that uh, Phil Hartman would have had because he has that kind of older voice, dad kind of voice to him um, when he when he lays it on. Obviously, he's more nerdy in Archer, but when he lays it on in Rick and Morty, you can sense a little bit of that 
kind of lineage from Hartman a little bit. Not fully, of course, because Phil was just a singularly. Yeah, it was Phil. Yeah, but like, I think he does touch on it. So yeah. All right. Well, we got our list. Yeah. <laughs> Great Odin's Raven. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that one in a long time. Yeah. All right. So that's our two separate uh, top 10 lists of the most quotable movies. We want to put this thing together. I'm grabbing the bongos here. All right. <laughs> Just rosin them up here. It's gonna get them ready to go. All right. Well, we have Anchorman at one. The next commonality we have yeah. is what? Caddyshack at five apiece. Yeah. Coming to America is now four six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So I guess coming to America. Oh, wow. Okay. And then wow, Caddyshack. Okay. Then after that, I say we do our trade offs. For a okay. while until we get to the bottom of the list. We're going to have to flip on number two because we both have our twos. What do you want to do the, because we're our two and three. So whoever wins two, the other person yep. gets. That's, think that's fair. All right. Batman Superman coin. Here we go. Is it go? And. Come on, Wood. Yeah, baby, a dumb and dumber it is. Son of a bitch. Over Scarface. Ridiculous. Of course, over Scarface. What are we talking about here? All right, what was your three? Uh, the Princess Bride. All right, so it goes uh, Princess Bride and then the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Right, so then I put Braveheart onto my list. Okay, that's my nine. All right. And we both have Monty Python. Yeah, and Die Hard, right? No, I didn't put Die Hard oh, on. Oh, you didn't put Die Hard on. Okay, okay. No. Okay. All right, so I'll do... Yeah, Monty Python's my 10. Yeah, we'll do Monty, uh, Braveheart next, then uh, Monty Python, Holy Grail. Okay. We have one spot left. Ooh. So, see, I have Anchorman, Scarface, The Princess Bride, Coming to America, Caddyshack, The Empire Strikes Back is my number six. All right. Does that go in? That goes in. Oh, wow. All right. Nope, oh, nope, I have my, nope, hmm. you get, uh, you get beat on that. Fletch goes in over that. What? Ridiculous. Well, Fletch is my number three and that's not on the list. Oh, fair. How did Lebowski squeak onto it? I don't even have it on my list. Well, okay, no, Fletch would go at seven. Yeah. Cause we were trading off. Oh, oh, cause Lebowski I apologize. was your three. Yeah, or four. I screwed it. So okay. Lebowski is my four, so it goes in the Fletch spot. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So Fletch goes, yours, we went Princess Bride, mine was Fletch. Okay. And then we went, and then I saw Lebowski. All right, there we go. So Star Wars doesn't make the list. Correct. Star Wars, your six, Lebowski's my four. Just for the record, that's Matt Nost's decision, not mine. That's fine. Go after anybody. Bring it on. Matt Nost. I know what the Cloud City is called, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, fuck off, fuck off. Seven seasons ago, fuck off. Is that what I was saying? Yeah. I also know what Magnolia is. Thanks for giving us the title. All right, let's keep going. Uh, I'm sorry. I haven't seen that movie since I saw that the first time, and I don't know if I'm ever going to see it again. (laughs) All right. Yeah, you say that, but I still remember when I got to who the principal was in Jack. (laughs) Yeah, you did get that. That's the five-pointer. I would not have known that. That was Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, That was Jennifer Lopez. All right. The top ten most quotable movies. Yeah. At number 10. The Big Lebowski. At number 9. Monty Python's The Holy Grail. At number 8. Braveheart. 
At number seven, Fletch. At number six, The Princess Bride. You know, I can do this better, can I? No, that doesn't work. At number five, Scarface. At number four, Dumb and Dumber. At number three, Caddyshack. At number two, Coming to America. And our number one most quotable movie is... Is Anchorman. There oh, it is. That choice. Um, and I've got, uh, oh, yeah. Ms. Dashner's list right here. And says, thanks, John and Matt, for selecting my topic. The show is always so much fun to listen to each week. Thanks Thank for all the content. Here is my list. Added some of my favorite quotes. An airplane is number 10. Mm. Uh, she's got the I am serious and don't call me Shirley. And the, I picked the wrong week to stop, to quit smoking, drinking amphetamines and sniffing glue. Uh, nine, she's got the Godfather. Oh, it was, oh, very, very close. Uh, very, very close. Yeah. The, I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse and revenge yeah. is a dish best served cold. Eight is Ghostbusters. Mmm. Good choice. Who you going to call and don't cross the streams? Uh, seven is the Wizard of Oz. Okay. The, we're not in Kansas anymore and there's no place like home. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we apologize again for the fault in our subtitles. And are you suggesting coconuts migrate? <laughs> Ferris Bueller's day off at number five. Yeah. Uh, my life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And then the Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Four, she's got the Princess Bride. Inconceivable. <laughs> and hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. Uh, three is Casablanca. Here's okay. looking at you, kid. Two is the Terminator. I'll be back. Oh, yeah, nice choice. And number one is Star Wars. May the Force be with you. Yeah, see? Star Wars, I mean, it's big. It is big. big. I'm telling you, I got the comedy blinders on. That's all I focused on. Yeah. But uh thank you, Angela. It was a great topic. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time talking about all these movies and talked about them in a bit. So thank you very much, Angela. Thanks for being a patron of us here on the top 10. You can be a patron at uh, patreon.com slash the top 10, see all the multiple tiers and pick one that works for you to support us here as we go into 2022. It was second month of 2022. We'd love to pick up more of you all as patrons. If you want to up your patronage, that would be great as well. And we've said this over and over again. If you want to support us at a higher level, tell us what benefits you'd like to see. Suggest stuff to us. Send in your emails at top10podcast at gmail.com and let us know what would motivate you to go to a higher tier, what benefit you would like to get, and maybe Matt and I can make that happen. We shall see. Um, but anything else to say, Matt? Uh, you can follow the show at Top 10 Show, all spelled out on Twitter and on Instagram and YouTube. It is forward slash the Top 10 Podcast with the number 10. So please hit us up over there. And you can follow me at Matt Nost. Uh, check out, uh, Settle the Score. It's the other uh, movie related show that I do. And if you want some, uh, NBA action, dropping dimes, you can find those anywhere you get podcasts. There you go. Uh, you can follow me at The Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram and TikTok, The Outlaw Nation on Twitch. Uh, and of course my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roka Says. That's The Outlaw Nation. Uh, and my other podcasts, The Cinephiles and The Geek Buddies. And if you, haven't hit a like on this video and you're watching us live, do that now. And when you're watching us later on Tuesday, hit a like as well. Leave a comment. Likes and comments are so important for us to help the visibility 
of the show and the channel uh, for other people as well. All right, that's it from us. Thank you all so much, and we'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of the Top Ten. Ooh.